in a row. Let's go. A new record. All right. The show is definitely not going to be posted every day normally, but let's start season three off with a blast, right? Welcome to Loaded Talk, a podcast where I have three to four segments that are only about five to ten minutes long each. I'm your host, Luis Mueller. Let's load up the bases with MLB's hottest topics. Who's on first? Yeah. I mean, the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Why are you asking me? I don't know. All right, guys. Let's get political. All right. It's going to be a little bit serious. I'm going to try not to get too political, but we're talking Trevor Bauer and his administrative leave being extended. So first off, let's start off by why is Trevor Bauer on leave? He's on leave because last June in 2021, I think it was June 28th was his last MLB start. After that start, a sexual assault case popped up. And after it popped up, the MLB announced he would be on administrative leave until the case was settled or until further notice. And on February 8th, it was announced he wouldn't face any criminal charges. That's February 8th, 2022. So recently, it was announced that he's not going to be facing any criminal charges for that sexual assault uh, accusation. Even though that came out, the MLB extended his leave because when that news came out, the MLB was on lockout. So when the lockout ended, they extended his leave directly following the the closing of the lockout from March 13th to March 19th. And now, as of yesterday, I'm pretty sure, or two days ago, they extended his leave to Sunday, April 16th, which is nine days into the MLB regular season. The Dodgers season starts... April 8th, I count that 8, but the regular season starts April 7th, I'm pretty sure. So, nine days into the regular season, he will be suspended. MLB is still expected to officially suspend him. He's not even on suspension yet. He's on administrative leave. So, no one knows how long his suspension will be, or when it will happen, or even if it will happen, even though it's highly expected the MLB to punish him in some way. I'm pretty sure they punished him enough by putting him on administrative leave for almost a full year now. Uh, I, that's just my opinion on it. I say either suspend him or don't. I think if you're the MOB, stop toying with him. Stop pushing it to the side. This is something that needs to be addressed now. It's been a year since it's happened. It's been about a month since no, since no criminal charges are going to be uh, brought up since we found that out. So, what are you waiting? What are you waiting for? I mean, I understand the MLB was in lockout and there's other serious things you got to worry about, like the CBA getting the baseball uh, baseball back and baseball back on schedule. But that's done. What are you going to do now? Are you going to suspend him? Do it. If you're going to do it, do it. I support it. But if you're not going to do it, then don't do it. Make a decision. Stop toying with him. This is going to hurt him in free agency already and it's going to hurt him even more because he hasn't played in MLB since June 28th last year no one even knows what he can do anymore so with that being said will the Dodgers miss him I don't think so they didn't miss him last year it didn't seem like it I mean they almost lost the division to the Giants oh wait they did lose the division to the Giants did they not They did lose the division to the Giants. So maybe they did miss him. But Dave Roberts surely doesn't think so. He went on record saying he's been making the rotation without even considering Bauer. 
he's looking at this team as if Bauer wasn't even on the team in the first place. Because, I mean, to be fair, they only had him for about two, three months. So, without Bauer, it doesn't really change much for Roberts. It only changes about three months of his life. So, I don't think the Dodgers are going to miss him too much, but I having Trevor Bauer in that rotation makes it pretty filthy. Let's think about it. You have Walker Bueller as your ace. Clayton Kershaw, your two. Trevor Bauer, your three. And then who? Julio Urias, your four. Dustin May, your five. Come on. Come on. I hope to God he doesn't come back. Only because the Dodgers are already overpowered. All right, but that's enough. I, I, I got my spiel in there. I don't want to go too far into the politics of this. So... Let's get off the first base. Matthew, what's the guy's name on first oh, base? Oh, no, what's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time! My head's gonna explode. It's gonna blow up. I don't want to talk about it, guys, but I have to. Luke Voigt got traded. The first baseman of the New York Yankees since 2018 got traded to the San Diego Padres. Forget this, guys. Ready? Ready? Justin Lang. Or Justin Lange. I don't know how which pronunciation. I'm pretty sure, um, who was it? John Heyman was the one who came out with this news. I'm pretty sure, yeah, John Heyman. He spelt it as uh, Lang, L-A-N-G, and he mispronounced it. So that's why I'm going with Lang. But who is that? I don't know. Who is Justin Lang? Alright, let's go into Voight Senior with the Yankees before we get into who's Justin Lang. Because that's when things get interesting. So Voight's tenure with the Yankees, it, since 2018, he's played in 281 games. He's hit 68 home runs, one shy of a great number. 182 RBIs and a slash line of 278, 362, and 550. If you're not sure what a slash line means, it's your batting average, your on-base percentage, and your slugging percentage. So he had a batting average of 278, an on base of 362, and an OPS, excuse me, a slugging of 550. On average, in his tenure with the Yankees. On average, in his tenure with the Yankees, he had a 912 OPS and a 146 OPS plus. Okay, what does that tell us? That tells us he is a very good major league hitter. Very good. Now, I will say, let's look at it. I'm looking up his stats as I speak. Those stats are kind of skewed from his 39 games in 2018. That's when he was on fire. He batted 333, 405, 609. That's his slash line. So, batted 333 with an on base of 405 and a slugging of 689. His OPS plus that year was a 193. Then he kind of came back down to earth the next year in 118 games. He had an OPS plus of 124. Still above average. Still really good. And then the next year after that, 2020, he led the league in home runs. He had an OPS of 157. And then last year, he came back down to earth at a 109 OPS plus. He had 68 games played. He was battling with injury. He was fighting for a, a spot the whole year, so that had a play in the mental game. You see, when he didn't have to worry about his spot being endangered, he played amazingly. I love Anthony Rizzo, don't get me wrong, but 
I love Luke Voigt. He's made for New York. He hits the ball hard the other way. But here's what they got in return for this. So you would think they get a lot, like maybe Dinelson Lamette or Chris Paddock. Maybe that's asking for too much. But you would think they get a name that you would know, but they don't. They get Justin Lang. Let's look at his scouting report because he doesn't even have a year in the pros yet. He's 20, he's 20 years old. I'm older than this guy. I have more experience in the MLB than he does. Let's listen to his scouting report according to prospectslive.com. So his fastball is registered at 60, which is around, okay, not 60 miles per hour. It's the scouting report. So it goes from, I believe, 30 to 80. Okay, 55 is around, 50 to 55 is around average. 60 is a little above average. 70 is pretty good and 80 is elite. Okay. 45 is 40 40 to 45 is below average and then anything under that is really bad so his fastball is at 60 so a little bit above average made high uh, 90s his cutters ranked at 50 which is just plain average his sliders ranked at 55 but the reason why it's not 60 is because he has no control over it, it has a lot of movement but he has no control his changeup is at 45 so that's below average and he doesn't even use it in the game much his control in general is 45, which is below average because he's new to being a full-time pitcher. He's not used to it. And his command is 40. That's below average again. It's very spotty. His role, his potential role in the future is a spot starter, which is just depth in your rotation. Probably going to be someone who comes in when your, your, your guys get hurt or he could be a long relief guy in the future maybe a four or five guy in the rotation. His risk is extreme. I don't know why you take a high, a, an extreme risk on a dude who doesn't have any proof that he's going to be any good when you have Voight who has proof that he's good. I don't get it. I don't get it. The stats, the stats, 695 ERA, 1.5 whip, 22 innings pitch. Now, that's in the rookie league, guys. That's not even in single A baseball yet. That's in the rookie league. He had almost a 7 ERA and a 1.5 whip in rookie league. Okay, he's 20 years old. I said that. He was drafted in the first round, 34th overall of the 2020 draft. So you would think he has some high, like, some high ceilings. But I don't know. It's looking, it's looking sketchy. Now, I understand... That you need to get rid of Voight. Don't get me wrong. I understand you need to get rid of Voight. Because you just re-signed Anthony Rizzo. You need to free up some cap space. You don't want that chemistry to be all screwed up again. Because, I mean, it's obviously stressful to fight for your position all year round. So I understand why you have to trade Luke Voight. But you're going to trade him for Justin Lang? Bro! This leads us into our next topic, a Yankees rant. Alright, here we go, here we go. So my question is why can't the Yankees ever just do something good? 
Why do they have to do something really good every offseason since they made the ALCS Game 7 against the Astros in 2017 and then follow it up with something terrible? With something terrible in 2017. Okay, let's start there. We got eliminated by the Houston Astros in Game 7 of the ALCS. It was a rebuild year. Joe Girardi was our manager. He steps down. We don't rehire. We don't even offer Joe Girardi a contract. Instead, during that time, we trade for John Carlos Stanton. In my opinion, that's a good trade. The first two years, eh, maybe not. But he's, he's found his footing in New York. He's a good player. He might not be worth that much money. But he's still a really good player. The Yankees would get more value out of him if they put him in the field, maybe. But apparently, I'm not smart. Right after we get Stanton, guess what? Guess who we hire? Aaron Boone. And I'm not even going to get into Aaron Boone. I hate him. I hate him. I met Aaron Boone before. He's a great guy. Great guy. Really nice. Took a picture with me. At Fenway Park. He was at uh, Baseball Tonight. He was at a Sunday night baseball game. Big Poppy's last home game against the Yankees. He struck out in his only at-bat. But he sucks as a manager. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Boone. You're a great guy. I wish we could be friends. You just really suck as a manager. To be fair, you've been dealing with a bunch of injuries. But also, to be fair, you pinched hit Mike Ford for Kyle Higashioka and then put Gary Sanchez into catch. In the ninth against the Rays. So, that's your fault. Also in 2017-18, they traded Nick Solak. I didn't even know the Yankees had Nick Solak before. They traded him to Tampa Bay, a division rival. And guess who they flipped Solak for? Peter Fairbanks. Do you know what Peter Fairbanks did to us in 2020? He shut us down in the wildcard series. He shut us down in the wildcard series. That's bad. Who do we who did we get for trading Nick Solak away? Brandon Drury. He played 18 games for the Yankees with one singular home run, seven RBIs, a slash line. Remember, slash line is batting average, on base percentage, and slugging percentage. 176 batting average, 268 on base percentage, and the whopping 275 slugging. His career OPS as a Yankee, which is half a season, was 538, and his career OPS plus was 48 as a Yankee. So, that was bad. And let's fast forward to year 2018-19. Good, good! We signed DJ LeMahieu for the first time. He becomes an MVP candidate, wins a batting title. And then we trade Sonny Gray instead of firing Larry, Rothsch- Larry Rothschild. What was that? What was that? Larry Rothschild is bad. And we trade, we blame Sonny Gray? His first year in Cincinnati, away from Larry Rothschild, he was an all-star. He finished 7th in Cy Young voting. He had 175 and a third innings pitched with a sub-3 ERA, an ERA plus of 162, a whip of 1.084, and over 200 strikeouts following the trade to Cincinnati. Thanks, 
Brian Cashman. Let's fast forward to 2019-2020. You signed Garrett Cole. Good, yeah. We get our ace. We're happy. But then Didi Gregorius walks to Philadelphia and Glaber takes shortstop. And darkness ensues. He had five errors in spring training alone in 2020 or 2019. I think it was 2020. Yeah, 2020 had five errors alone in spring training. That doesn't give you a sign. He's not a shortstop. Instead, you continue to try him at shortstop. He can't even perform in spring training. All right, fast forward 2020, 2021. We trade for Jamison Tyon. That's good. We didn't give up much. We got a young pitcher for depth. But then we traded Adam Ottavino to the Red Sox for like nothing. It was a it was a random pitching prospect who has a 5 plus ERA in the Double A right now. Yeah, good trade. Good trade, Cashman. Give the Red Sox Ottavino. Guess what happened in 2021? We lost to the Red Sox in the wild card. Guess who pitched against us in the wild card? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Adam Adovino. Let's look. Let's check. Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees 2021. Let's look. Let's let's see who played. Okay. Adam Adovino did not pitch that game. But we still gave him to the Red Sox, and they, they made it to the ALCS. Come on. And then in 2021, 2022, we start off great. We trade Gary Sanchez. I don't have an issue with Gary. I just don't think he was a good fit in New York. He needed to get out. I wish him the best of luck in Minnesota. I want to see him succeed. He's a great batter. He's a great hitter. Just please just stop sticking him in catcher. Please. Just make him a DH. It's universal now. Just make him a DH. But then we re-sign Aaron Boone. I can't believe it. With Bob Melvin on the market, we re-sign Aaron Boone. Great job, Cashman, you idiot. Sign a puppet. And then we re-sign Anthony Rizzo. Great, 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 great. The only issue with re-signing Anthony Rizzo means that we're going to trade Luke Voigt for scraps. Right? We just discussed that. I'm done. I'm so frustrated. With the stupid off-season acquisitions. Because it's hidden by really good ones. That's the issue. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I'm done talking baseball. Let's see who's at the plate. Now batting over the Indians. Number two. Number two. Joining me at home plate is Jordan Becker, my childhood best friend. And Carson Blythe the former co-host, and my best friend. So, let's get into the story. All right, so today's story is from AP News in Alabama. Yes, United States. We're not going into the Indian Police Service officer anymore. An Alabama man stole a 70-ton crane. How do you steal a 70-ton crane, dog? How, where do you hide it? Well, the big trailer. He hid it in the woods. <laughs> he hid Jeez. it in the woods. And then proceeded to call a towing company 
to remove it from the woods he hid it in so he could then sell it for scraps. A big boy. Did not work. He claimed someone <laughs> he he claimed someone gave it to him. Obviously, the cops knew someone stole a crane and if there's just a random crane that came out of nowhere and you have no receipt of buying it, you stole it. You probably stole it. So if you had to drive any heavy machinery besides a tank because that's the obvious answer, what would it be? I would want like um one of those forklifts. A forklift? Yeah. You're just gonna be driving around I-95 on a forklift? They see me rolling. They hate Yeah. I mean, as you should. As I'm you taking should. I'm taking the tractor, dude. My music's so loud. I'm That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking a tractor or a bulldozer, because no one's standing in my way. That's like. Tractor's mad slow though. Yeah, so it was a forklift. Nah, I'll be whipping it in yeah, the Yeah, but a forklift, I could pick motherfuckers up. Hey, yo! <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. You can flip Pull cars over. No, tra like, hey, no traffic babe. for you. There's no traffic for you. You just flip cars over. Well, that's all the time we have on this episode of Little Talk. Thanks for all for listening. If you want to listen, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter for updates. We post polls. We post. We retweet everyone's tweets so today i was giving a scouting report on the luke Foyt trade um obviously you can just follow trade. ken rosenthal for that i don't want to talk about it i already did don't let's not get into that all right follow us on twitter at loaded underscore talk again that's loaded underscore talk uh we have a tweet pinned to the top of our page with all of our links in it i'll catch you guys on the next episode hopefully soon probably tomorrow see ya <laughs>